Welcome beyond the neutral zone. I am Brandon, joined by my good friends Tanner and Ben. Today is Monday, February 5th. The month of January finally ended, boys. It's over. That, that did take a while. It took a while, yeah. but we got through it. All right. We are in Super Bowl week. Does it feel like we're in Super Bowl week to you? Because it doesn't feel that way. To it me. does not feel that way. Not. I'm not like really excited. About I'm not. It, like, I'm all. not joking when I say this. This may be the least excited I've been ever for a Super Bowl. Like I, I just, I, I legit, some other comparable ones for me, but this one, this one's up there. I'm trying to think of some like Buccaneers, Chiefs. I, I literally I did not care about. Like not because Tom but, Brady was in it. That's exactly why. You just hate well, Tom Brady. Well, that NFC Championship game between the Packers and Buccaneers, the way that game ended, dude, it just put such a sour taste in my mouth that I just wanted nothing to do with that Super Bowl at all. So, it was brutal. Anyway, Tanner still, we're already recording. Tanner still has no idea what we're talking about. I have about no today. idea. Nobody decided to tell me what we were talking about. What we're going to be doing today is we are going to be looking back at some of the things that we said at the beginning of the season and seeing how we did. Uh, that's why y'all didn't tell because I wouldn't have shown up. <laughs> that's why y'all didn't tell me nothing. Yeah. So, specifically, college football season, I nailed, bro. So, just miss specifically, we're going to look back at our draft that we did of division winners. We're going to do that first. And then, we're going to go back and look at some of the fantasy tips that we gave as far as busts, sleepers, and breakouts. Which still, I went back and listened to that episode again today, and I forgot that Tanner, for some reason, flipped his sleepers and breakouts for absolutely no reason. Everything that he listed as a breakout was a sleeper, and everything he listed as a sleeper was a breakout. <laughs> Pretty sure D-Hop and Traylon Burks were on both of those lists as well. Yeah. Tanner listed every single Titans player as something positive for every Titans player. And Tajay Spears. Yeah, Tajay Spears, bro. Well, I listed Tajay Spears, but he agreed with me. Yes. But here's the thing. He listed every single Titans player positively, except for Ryan Tannehill. So he's, so he thought every single Titans player was going to outperform their draft position other than Ryan Tannehill somehow. Yeah. I, so anyway, that was Traylon Burks to me this year. And Jacob Conklin. Traylon Burks to me this year was as disappointing as Quentin Johnston was to Charger fans. Oh, yeah. I like, like that. Every fair. bit. That's fair. That's fair. I don't oh, know if that's fair. At least, I mean, Quentin Johnston played. He just sucked. Traylon Burks. He didn't sucks. play, and when he played, he didn't suck, or he sucked. Okay, so, Tanner. Yes. Ben already knows the answer to this, but I'll ask you. Perfect. How do you think we did as far as the division winners draft went? Okay. I, the division winners draft? The division winners, yeah. How do you think you did? I'm trying to think. Just, I had, bro, I had to do terrible. How many, do you, how many division winners do you think you had on your team? That I got correct? Yeah, that you got correct. That, that was on your roster. I honestly don't know if I got any. And maybe one. Maybe one. Because I know I picked the Titans. I'm pretty sure I picked the Bengals. I know I picked the, the Vikings. I know I picked the Jets. Maybe the 49ers was the only one I got right. But I, I don't even know I if I got that one. Right? You had the 49ers? You got two correct. One, you had a choice in. The other, you did not have a choice in with the last team available to you. You you chose the Cowboys. You got that one right. Yes. And the Buccaneers were left for you. And I got for that free. Okay. And you got the Buccaneers. So those were your two. Okay. Ben got the Ravens and the Lions. Gabe got the Bills. So we taught, me and you taught, no, me and Ben taught. 
So Gabe got one correct. I got the 49ers, which I chose. Okay. Okay. That was easy. Yeah, that was easy. Because you chose the Bengals ahead of the 49ers for some reason, Tanner. Yeah. Well, I also didn't realize Joe Burrow would be out the rest of the season. And then, as a joke, because Ben was... Ben wanted to make me mad. Ben chose the Chargers before the Chiefs. So he's like, I know I want the Chiefs, but I'm going to get the Chargers just to piss you off. Brandon. I love you. So he got the Chargers, oh, which left the Chiefs for me. And then everybody left the Texans for me. So I ended up with I ended up with three division winners because the the Texans were left for me in the AFC South. Yep, that's how it goes. I would also like to point out. I also had the Dolphins, who had the lead the whole year, and then <laughs> just decided they didn't want to play football. Yes. So, but yep. So that was that was how the divisional winners draft went. I really liked that experiment. I thought that was cool. We'll do that again next year. I could I could have went from four. Instead, I had two. I I could have had four. Just so we have like. Because it only really works with four people. We may bring Gabe back on as a guest for that one episode. Because you can't really do that kind of draft with three people. Either Gabe or our dad or somebody. Yeah, we'll get we'll get a fourth person some from somewhere there for that draft. Okay. So now we're going to talk about... We will be big enough by that point. We're bringing like Dan Orlowski. Yes, Dan Orlowski. <laughs> if I could have any guest on ever, it would be Dan Orlowski. Dan Orlowski. I want. I want Dan and Sharp, bro. I want Dan Orlo- eight, eight of eight, just complete clean sweep. Yes. <laughs> I want Dan Orlowski to just trash every opinion Tanner's ever had. That's That'd what I want. Famous. That's what I want to happen. Why me, bro? What? Because Dan Orlowski tends to be kind of where I am as far as my opinion. This is relevant only because it just happened. And we're talking about Dan Orlovsky. Did you all see him do the uh, quarterback accuracy competition? Yes. Thing? And he beat Tua and Jalen Hurts. day, he's like, I can't move on. That's fantastic. I, I would like to also point out Tua and Jalen Hurts both did the worst in that. Yes. With quarterbacks like Geno Smith and I forget who else was. I know CJ. A bunch of bad quarterbacks. Yeah. Baker Mayfield. Yeah. yeah, I looked at that list and I was like, this is a joke. That's Other the reason than, why the Pro Bowl. I was like, CJ Shroud is by far the best quarterback out of this bunch. And it's not even close. And then the next best is probably Jalen Hurts or Baker Mayfield. But not because of passing ability. <laughs> yes. Okay. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go through our bust breakouts and sleepers and we're gonna ben is gonna have it up on his fantasy app to tell me where they finished and we're gonna t- we're gonna decide between the three of us if we think that person got it right or at least got it close to getting that right okay, okay. so first we're gonna go through bust my first for the very first one i listed is i listed jonathan taylor as a bust ben where did jonathan taylor finish in running backs oh uh, was not prepared even though you told me to be prepared <laughs> so Give me just so, a second so, as I find Tanner's. How how far down do you think Jonathan Taylor would have to be to be considered a bust? Because he was being drafted in like the second round. Like uh, what? Oh, what number? I don't know if he was actually drafted in the second round. Well, whenever we made this episode, he was projected to go in the second round. Whenever we okay. made that episode, yeah. Well, and another thing is he's considered a top five running back by far yeah. in the league right now. He was. I would say we he rejected to be out for three to four weeks. We recorded that episode right before they put him on the pup list. He was not on the pup list at this time. Yeah. yeah. So, judging by the pup list and his injury to 
That's right. There was just a lot of question marks there was around whether he was going to be playing it like, yeah. I personally, by his by his draft stock and the expectations that people set on him, if he's not at least, I would say top 10, top 12. If he's not inside okay. top 10, I'll give him top 12. One thousand percent. Okay, Ben. What what no, what running back number was he at the end of the season? All right. So this is going off Brandon's league. He averaged fourteen point one points a game. Really? His average rank or his position rank was thirty. That's a bust. So the so it's averaging the games he actually played. Yeah, average points is the actual games they played in. So in games that he played, he scored 14 okay. one. But his total so, points for the season was his position rank was third. Okay, so to be fair to Jonathan Taylor, if we were doing the list after he was announced on the pub list and where his draft position was after that, he may not be considered a bust. Mm-hmm. But at the time that we did this episode... Yeah. Where, where he was not on the pup list of where he was being drafted at that time, he was definitely a bust. Yeah. But maybe by the time that you actually got to actual draft season, if you were drafted really late, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. So, But I, according to this, I th- I'm going to say I got that correct. Yeah, I'll give it to you. It, I, I do like doing the average points that they games they actually played also because then, like, if you had the option of playing him, you played him and he probably did pretty good. But also you're drafting a guy like that who want to play them every week. So. Yes. My other, I, for some reason, I only had one other bust listed for me. DJ Moore was my other bust. So, Ben, where did DJ Moore finish in receivers? All right. I don't know where DJ Moore was being drafted, but I'm thinking he was being drafted at about ride receiver 10 to 12. I think he was somewhere in that range. Tanner, would you like to guess where he ended up? DJ Moore? Yep. Uh, I would say... 17, 18, something around there. Okay. What has it been? With an astounding average of 12.3 points a game, DJ Moore finished as the wide receiver six on the season. Wow. I got that one wrong. Wow. How? Okay. He did, I don't think he did anything. I, I guess he had like three yeah. weeks that he went nuclear. He, he played every game, which helps him. And then he had one, two, three, four, five, six good weeks. So, he only scored double digits in seven weeks. But one of those weeks was 20, one was 46, the other was 16, the other one was 13, one was 21, and the other one was 23. So, when he did go off, he went off. But the other times was 2, 5, 6, 5. Right. Even though it was inconsistent, I don't think we can call him a bust. So, I got that one wrong. Got it wrong. So, what... So let's let's run it this way. If he was being drafted as wide receiver ten to twelve, somewhere in there, how far down do you think he has to go before that's a bust? Do you think that's like twenty? You think twentieth would be a bust? Twenty four, like a wide receiver two. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, all right. On to Ben's busts. Let's go. Very give me Jamar Chase. This one, this one, this one's gonna be interesting. Jamar Chase is Ben's first bust. Jamar Chase was being drafted as like I'm pretty sure all two. of our jaws dropped. Yeah, we were that. we we were pretty sharp. Yeah. Now Jamar Chase missed some games, so mm-hmm. he may be pretty low on this. Where, where, where did he finish, Ben? Where do you if, think he finished? If he, first, I'm going to say this: if he's not in the top ten, it's a definitely a bust. Yeah. If he's top, if he, even if he's like eighth, that's like borderline bust. He's not. He's not in the top ten. I could say I don't think he's in the top ten. Where do you think he finished, Tanner? I'll give him. 
the highest I could see him being is 15, 16. I don't even know. I have no idea. I don't even know how many games he missed. I don't know. With an astounding 11.7 average points per game, Jamar Chase is wide receiver 12. Okay, it's a bust. It's a bust. Yeah. I would like to point out, I was called crazy. You, All right. You were crazy. Now, this is mostly, that was mostly an injury thing. And but. his quarterback did also get hurt, but yeah. let's not sit here and pretend like Jake Browning didn't just force feed him the ball for like five straight games that he went off also. So, yeah. And yeah. I did say it was not a talent thing. I think Jamar Chase is the best receiver in the league, but I specifically clarified it is not talent based that I think he's going to bust. So, I don't remember you specifying that personally. I'm, I, I I listened to the episode today. He did spec. He did yeah, specify yeah, that. That's exactly what he said. Yeah, yeah. I think he misspoke. Anyway, guys. <laughs> uh, this is another interesting one from Ben. Debo Samuel as a oh, from Ben. That is going to be interesting. So let's see where Debo Samuel finished. What are you thinking, Tanner? And this, and this is another. If, I honestly if, don't know this. I think if Debo Samuel isn't in the top twelve, it's a bust. I I honestly don't know this one. Debo Samuel, if he's like thirteenth or lower, that's a bust in my opinion. So, where's he at, Ben? All right, with a average points per game of thirteen point six. Whoa, Debo is position rank eight. That is not not dude. a bust. <laughs> no. that, that, I think that's probably right where he was being drafted. It's, to be honest, it's. Because he had two back-to-back weeks against Philadelphia and Seattle where he scored 37.6 and then 33.8. So, yeah, it's crazy. So, it's, that, that one fell into the same category as the DJ Moore selection. Yep. Right it's okay. Ben can redeem himself with this next one because he definitely got this one correct. Bust number three, Tony Pollard. Ben, ben killed this one. He... He got this. He was all... Oh. The thing is, bro, it's... Okay, go ahead and get but, it first. Well, I have a lot I want to say about this one. Okay. <laughs> all right. Do you all have a guess before I tell you? Oh, God. Okay. I'm going to guess wide receiver like 23. What? It's a running Sorry, back. Sorry, running back 23. What about you, Tanner? 17. Okay. 15. I'll give you 15. I'm going to assume you said 17. You all split it right down the middle. With an average of 10.2 points a game, his running back position was ranked number 20. The thing is, bro, like, let me go off for a second. The thing (laughs) is, when they fed him the ball, he was good. It was just the Cowboys' offense, dude. Yeah. It's not, I don't think that he was necessarily a bust. How they used him, but for made him fantasy a bust. purposes. He for was fantasy a- purposes, yes, he was a bust. Okay, the fact that but, literally I called that too. I was like, if they give him the ball, he's awesome. But they're just not going to give. To him be the fair, ball. Ben's reasoning was that he thought Deuce Vaughn was going to take a bunch of carries. Deuce Vaughn didn't see the that field. That didn't happen. No. Now Tanner, you've got the worst of this. Okay, Tanner says. This was not a bull prediction. This was an actual prediction from Tanner. Yeah. He said that Deuce Vaughn would have more rushing yards than Tony Pollard. <laughs> Dude, I don't think Deuce Vaughn saw the field one. No, no. I don't think he did. Using, like, what's his face? Doubt, like, Rico, Rico Doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. yeah. You, you both were very high on Deuce Vaughn. <laughs> I know, but. Because they were literally all through training camp, bro. They were feeding Deuce Vaughn like they were feeding us Deuce Vaughn, so and acting like they were going to use him. I, 
in training camp, I try not to pay as much attention to what the coaches say and focus more on what the players say. That's the part that surprised me. Even the players were like, dude, Deuce Vaughn is a guy. And then you just didn't see the fifth at all. <laughs> I don't even know if he was on the... They must have cut it, bro. He must have been a practice squad job. I don't know. All I'm thinking is it must have been like a Brandon Ayuk situation where he did something at practice that the coaches were just like, bro, you're just not... The thing is, where did the Cowboys take him? I think he was like third or fourth or something like that. It was yeah, it was mid, mid-round. Yeah, something like that. Where did they take... Hang on, I'm going to look this up. Yeah, it really, I think it was like, if I had to guess, I would guess it was like a fourth round draft pick. It may have been. A- Man, I feel like it's higher than that. No, no, it wasn't any higher than that. The third was the earliest it possibly was. He just didn't got, have any. So about next for Tanner. Tanner's like, first bust. Okay, you already got it pulled up there, Tanner? Yeah. Hang on. Goodness gracious. Yeah, I got it pulled up, but what do you say? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Tanner. Oh, second round. Second round. Second round. Wow. Now I'm playing sixth round. Sixth round. He's taking in sixth. I was was really confused. (laughs) He was taking in the sixth. Okay. All right. Tanner's first bust. Justin Fields. If I had to guess, I would say he got that correct. Justin Fields, he was being drafted as the number seven overall quarterback. And we actually said on that episode, if he's not like in the, if he's outside the top 12, that would be a bust. So where's he at, man? With an average points per game of 19.4, Justin Fields was quarterback number 19. Yeah, that's a big bust. So big bust. Now, I also, I, the reason why I don't have as many busts on my list is because on that episode, I pulled Justin Fields off because Tanner had already said it. Yeah, so I was on him too. He also missed. Four, five, or yeah, four games throughout the season. And I also, on that episode, said my biggest bust concern for him was injury. That was my number one concern. Yeah. I mean, I felt like that was an easy one. Yeah, I mean, that we kind of nailed that. Now, now, Ben defended Justin Fields on that episode. Ben said that because of Justin Fields' legs, like he would draft Justin Fields in the fourth or fifth round. That's what Ben said. And me and Tanner both. Basically laughed in his face. Yeah. And I, we, to be fair, we were right. No quarterbacks did good this season. So they all just kind of sucked. That is but true. A, an average of 19.4, he was the 19th, but he was probably like one point off of being the number five quarterback on the season, honestly. So, yeah, there weren't very many good performances this year. Yeah. All right. Tanner's number two. And this one, I think he got wrong. I, I, on the, on the original episode, I squabbled with Tanner a little bit on this one. I disagreed. Anyway, his number two bust was Mike Evans. And his reasoning was Baker Mayfield. But then I went back to him and said, I think this, I'm usually low on Mike Evans, but this year I'm high on Mike Evans because of Baker Mayfield. The thing, so, no, I'm going to get this one wrong because, I mean, to be a thousand yard receiver fa- for a fantasy, mm-hmm. yeah, I got this one wrong. I know. Where do you finish, Ben? With an average of 12.8 points per game. He's killing me. With an average of <laughs> nights like freaking Roger Goodell. Mike Evans finished as the wide receiver four on the season. Oh, man. I, he got that one. I got bent over yeah. on that one. I think Evans bent me over. <laughs> 12.8 isn't anything crazy, but he played every game of the yeah. season. So, And I, well, I what was I about to say? Dead comments. Oh, I also said that Mike Evans on that episode, I I said 
Mike, I'm usually low on Mike Evans. I was like, I, I said, this is the highest I've ever been on Mike Evans coming into a season. And thousand yard receiver again. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to say the other part right now, but anyway, the Mike Evans, I, I, I didn't draft him anywhere just because I still wasn't like crazy about him, but man, I mean, this, I just, I said that he was going to be a good fit with Baker Mayfield and it seemed like that's kind of the way it was. Now, his last couple games, for whatever reason, Mike Evans couldn't catch the dadgum football. (laughs) I don't know what was going on there, but as far as the whole season goes, he did a good job. So, Tanner, sir, do you regret putting Mike Evans as a bust? Of course. (laughs) Is that? Of course I do. I just want to make you feel bad about it longer. (laughs) My goodness, bro. It's rough. It's like, hey, bro, like, hey, you suck. Basic, that's what that question was. (laughs) Okay, this next one is interesting because... Tanner listed his third bust as Russell Wilson. And I asked Tanner, I was like, where is Russell Wilson being drafted as far as quarterbacks? And he said the number 12 overall quarterback. And I was like, dude, I was like, in order for Russell Wilson to be considered a bust from the number 12 position, he would have to be down at like number 20. And Tanner said, I don't know, maybe 18. Anyway, that's that's what we said. I still stand by. I think it should be 20 to be a bust from there. But where, where were you at, Ben? With the average points of 19.8 points per game. But I missed that one. He's not in there. Russell Wilson was QB number 14. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that's not a bust. Oh, that's pretty close. Almost. Dude. <laughs> so, well, that, I'm telling you. So, like, with um Justin Fields, that was like, what, a point two difference or something? Yeah, like that, that wasn't much different. Russell Wilson is 14 and Justin Fields was 19. Yeah, that, so, that, that wasn't much different at all. I'm telling you, dude, there was a whole group of quarterbacks right there that were just like a few points. That's above. crazy. But Russell Wilson finished higher than I thought he did. I didn't think he was going to be that close to a QB. Well, you got to think, dude. They started pretty bad, but even when they were losing, he was putting up good stats at the beginning of the season. And then they went on like a four or five game winning streak throughout mm-hmm. there, too. Yeah. Which, ironically, his... Almost his worst stats came during that four or five game win streak. If that you're right, that tells you anything. But uh, okay, we're done with bust now. Actually, he didn't play the last part of the season though. Oh, uh, he only didn't play the last two games. Okay, I thought he played less than that. On to breakouts now, and we'll do Tanner first. Let's go. So this is the first one that Tanner put a sleeper in the breakout spot for. Some I'm not even looking it up because I already know. And you didn't get it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Chig Aconquo. It was Tanner's first Actually, breakout. I have to look it up to just embarrass you that much more. I'm sorry. Okay. I, don't, I don't want to do this. In my defense with this one. If Aconquo, if he had he's... listed him as a sleeper, it wouldn't have been that bad. But the fact that you listed him as a breakout. Okay. In my defense, they used him a lot more yeah. and he done a lot better at the end of the season. The beginning of the season is why I missed this one so bad. Okay, what has it been? Now, so okay, before Ben gives it, if we're listing him as a breakout, if he's not in the top 10, it was a big miss, okay? Yeah. If we're talking about a sleeper, if he was like in the top 24, I would let it slide if he was a sleeper. Ben, where is he at? 24 is the number you're going with? That If he was a sleeper, I would accept it. Okay. With an average points of 3.8 a game. My dude, Conquo was the tight end 25 on the season. Nope, didn't, didn't, I didn't even get the sleeper. 
What sucks? I drafted him in fantasy league. I played him. <laughs> Yikes! It's the beginning of the season, bro. That just killed me. <laughs> I I do have to say I expected more from Oconquo this year as well. I definitely did. Okay. This next one is interesting. The Titans have got rid of Tim Kelly, by the way. So, surely he should be higher this year. He's my breakout this coming season. No, anyway, go ahead. Okay. Tanner's next breakout. Jameer Gibbs. Jameer? I, again, if he's not top 10, I'm going to say he got it wrong. So, we'll, we'll see. Because on the original episode, we said have the ability to possibly finish top 5 in their position. But if they finish top 10, I would consider that still pretty good. So if it's top 10, especially since I swapped it, we'll let it go. Jameer Gibbs was a reasonable break. Like that one made sense. All right, Ben, where are we at? So 10's the number. 10's the number. Yeah. This, this is number 11. That'd be so funny. With an average points of 13.2 a game, Jameer Gibbs was the running back 11. He's not to You have got to be <laughs> just like, just so you know, I'm not lying. He called it, bro. Oh my god, it's so funny. Uh, <laughs> uh, I almost nailed that. I meant it for him to be muscle. Okay, to be honest, though, a that's, rookie that's running good. back finishing at eleven, yeah, that's Thank really good. He's he not RB one for you. Yeah, I'm not gonna say you missed that one. Thank okay, I'm not gonna Thank say you got. I'm not gonna say you got it right, but I'm not gonna say you got it wrong. Okay. We'll neutral. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll let it go. We'll let it go. This next one, I'm willing to say you got it right before we even hear the numbers. Next up, Tanner's third breakout, Brock Purdy. I I think for sure you got that right. Because I if he finished in the top five, which I think he might I mean, have. he was in the MVP conversation pretty much all season. If he finished in the top five, you blew it out of the water. But even if he finished like top seven, you got it. Top seven or eight, you got it. All right, Ben, what we got? So we're going with five or seven? If five be blown out of the water, if he's if it's seven, then he's still got it right. All right, Brock Purdy. If it's number eight, I'm gonna lose my. Mind. With an average of twenty one point eight points a game, is the quarterback six on the season? Nice, hey, hey, we're gonna give you that one. Let's go because he missed the big clock, bro, baby. Let's go. Honestly, he wasn't even being drafted in yeah. some league. So yeah, it was, it was a big, big, yes. big you. call, big call right there. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right, which is insane to think about. Yeah, but, yeah. Like, oh, the best offense in the league. Ah, nah, I don't want. I don't want that quarterback. Okay, looking at Ben's breakouts before I even list before I even verbally tell you who, what they are. I I don't think I don't think Ben did a good job on that. I probably didn't. Okay, Ben's first breakout. I went a little more wild with my with my. Ben's first breakout is Najee Harris. I can already tell you that did not happen. If he's not, I don't even think he's thirty, bro. Well, if he he wasn't get, even the best running back on his team. Yeah. If he didn't get top twelve, which I know he didn't, you you missed it pretty bad. I'm gonna actually look up if he was even the best running back on his team really quick. Uh, let's see here. He was the best running back on his team as far as points. Okay, with an average of ten point one points a game, Najee Harris was the position rank twenty one. Yeah, I missed. You missed that one. Um, you definitely did. This next one for you, I am intrigued by. To see exactly what the fantasy numbers show. Quentin Johnston. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Thankfully, I didn't list him on mine at all. 
I, I'm kind of surprised I didn't, to be honest with you, because I was really You high. were so high on him. This next one is going to be interesting, because real life, it was a disaster. But fantasy, maybe not. Ben's second breakout is Tua, Tonga Bailoa. Where is he? Why did I pick Tua? I don't know why you picked Tua. What was I thinking? But by the way, later on in the day, Tanner picked Tua as a sleeper. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense, Tanner. Tua does sleep. All right, so I, I mixed them up, bro. Well, for being drafted, what are we considering breakout? Breakout for Tua, similar to Brock Purdy. He he needs to be top seven or eight to give it to you. All right, with an average points of nineteen point eight a game, he's not. He's Tua not. was position ranked number eight on the season. No, no, got it. No, you said no. seven or eight. Like, that counts, bro. It's close. It's right on the fringe. Hey, How hey, many quarterbacks finish with 19 point something a game? I, I don't I, I, every I, quarterback. I, did I not tell you that Justin Fields at 19.6 would be like yeah. point something off? That's crazy. I'm telling dude, quarterbacks did not have a good season this year. That's crazy, dude. Oh my gosh. I saw that after seeing Justin Fields, by the way. I was like, listen. From eight, these quarterbacks. From like 18 to 8 or all 19 point something. Yeah. Maybe even more than 8. No, because Justin Fields was 19. 19. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Maybe more. That's crazy. And Brock Purdy was 21 point like 2. He was barely over that. Yeah. Actually, well, no, I forgot all the 20s. And Brock Purdy was 6. Yeah. So that means from, there must have been a huge drop on It's just like, <laughs> all right. Best, this, this. This is really off-topic. What, Tanner? Apparently, during a press conference for the Super Bowl, a reporter asked Patrick Mahomes to give his best Kermit the Frog impression. Oh, my God. And he said, I'm talking right now. That's it. At least he's got a sense of humor. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Oh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead. Ben's third breakout was Damian Pierce running back from the Texans. I would say if he wasn't an RB1, you missed it. If he's top 12, I'd give it to you. I, I don't think he played, yeah, to he, be honest. I mean, he played. He just didn't, They just only threw the ball. So He's not even listed as their top running back. Well, I don't think anybody, if we're being honest, expected C.J. Stroud. Who was it? Damian Pierce. He's not... Oh, no, he is here. Yeah, I... <laughs> with the average of 5.7 points a game. I had any 40s. Damian Pierce was running back 46. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Why? Missed that one, my man. Everybody, that may be the biggest miss we've had so far. I was on board with that one too. I agreed with you when you said that one. Yeah, that was a, that's a big miss right there. Even, I don't even know how this is possible, honestly. This is, it's pretty bad. <laughs> they didn't run the ball. I mean, they didn't run it. They just threw it nonstop. Yeah. Okay. All right, I may have gotten my first one correct, maybe. My first, my other two, I didn't. My first breakout is James Cook. What are we giving? What are we going to allow me to have here? If he's top 10, 12, what number you all want to give me? For breakout, James no, Cook. For breakout, eight. Eight? Eight's 10. I was going to say 15. Because 15 dude, for a break? He was drafted as like the running back 20-something. He dude. was that low? We'll say 10. We'll say 10. Yeah, he, he was, was that low? Pretty low. Yeah, well, we'll, I didn't we'll realize say he was that low. All right, Ben, what we got? James Cook, with an average of 11.5 a game, was RB12 on the season. 
Dang it. Dude, I count, bro. That's a breakout, dude. He was an RB1 on the season where he was being drafted. He was being he drafted as like... He that a sleeper. Dude, I, I wouldn't. Oh, he wasn't loaning him to be a sleeper. He was being drafted as like RB3, dude. He was not being drafted as an RB2. I don't... At least not in my opinion. Yeah, but, I, I think... And he was an RB1. It was borderline. It's borderline breakout. Borderline. At the end of the year, he broke out. But the oh, beginning of the year... Beginning of the year, he wasn't doing much, so... So anyway, it's borderline. 50-50, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. I got this next one wrong. We don't even got to think about it. Okay. Who was it? My second breakout, Traylon Burks. <laughs> Let's look at the number of numbers. Yeah, no, wait, I actually want to know this. Say it can't be worse than mine, but it, it might, might be worse, <laughs> bro. I'm actually going to say this one was worse. Might be. Can't even find them. What was it, bro? I'll say it in the 60s, bro, by far. 100. I don't know. What has it been? Ben is speechless, bro. It must be bad, dude. I didn't even know they kept up with it this high, bro. <laughs> with an average points of 2.3 game. And that's only in games that he actually plays on. Not even counting all his zero. <laughs> Traylon Burks was the position rank 140. Oh my goodness, Traylon Burks. That may be the biggest miss in our history of the podcast. Oh my god. I would, I would say Brandon Staley, me predicting Brandon Staley to be coach of the year, may be in a bigger miss than that. Oh, um, bro. You know, I, well, instead of being coach of the year, he got fired. <laughs> okay. It's, I think that's just as big of a miss. Yeah. Oh, I can't breathe, dude. Oh, my goodness. This next one, I don't think is a whole lot better than that one. <laughs> it's got to be better. But this one's because of injury, mostly. It can't be worse. My third breakout was Christian Watson. And he was being drafted, according to Ben on this episode, at the end of round two. Beginning of round three. It's still not worse than Traylon Burks. Maybe draft position, it may be worse. Where's he at, Ben? Can I guess? All right. It's okay. not, you can guess, it's not as bad as Traylon Burke. I'm saying like, it's worse than my, it's worse than Damian Pierce. I'm going to guess like 80. 92. With an average of 7.6 points a game. Oh, I missed that. Christian Watson was the wide receiver 70 on that season. So. Okay. So yeah, I definitely missed that one. Not, not as bad as Traylon Burke. And, and he, he missed almost the entire season. Yeah. He just didn't play football. Okay. The games he did play was kind of fun, especially the second half of the year that he played. First half, it was it was bad, even when he was playing. Anyway, oh, I have one more breakout actually. This one did bad. This one did bad as well. Why do you have four breakouts and two busts? I don't know. And all of your breakouts have oh, sucked because 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 I had I had two breakouts at the end because I thought you were going to take one of these last two events. You thought I was taking Christian Wall. I thought you might have taken this next one too. Drake London was my fourth breakout. Oh, okay. He probably didn't do as bad as you're thinking. What 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 numbers he at? I, I would say if he's outside the top fifteen, it was it wasn't a breakout, and he wasn't in the top fifteen. No, nah, he wasn't even close. Yeah, it was worse than I was thinking. Yeah, with an average of seven point two a game, he finished as the wide receiver forty two on the season. Yep. Yeah, that's not good. Not he just win breakout. He yeah, I got one out of my four. Well, I kind of got one. I, James Cook was. Eh. It's close. He still had the worst one. By yeah. Which had some good games. Drake London did this year. Just there was also games where 
Arthur Smith forgot that he was the head coach. So, or in charge of calling the plays. And well, to be fair to Drake London, he had Desmond Ritter throwing him the ball all season. So, and Taylor Heineke. Yeah, those were probably the few games that he actually did good. Okay, so we're done with bust. We're done with breakout. Now we're on to sleepers. Sleep. And for the sleeper category, we'll just say, do we think that they were worthy of a sleeper pick? Were they worth a late round pick could in the you, draft? Were they on your bench and possibly a start? Yeah, could could you play them in fantasy yeah. this year? Okay. So we'll do mine first. Number my first I've two, I've got two sleepers, only two for some reason. I guess somebody took one of my other ones. Oh no, I listed these I listed two more on somebody else by an accident just now. Okay. Anyway, I'll come back to those in a second. My first sleeper, Hunter Renfro. I would say that I don't think that ended up being somebody that you wanted to play ever. I just, he did, I, the, my reasoning behind Hunter Renfro was Jimmy Garoppolo was just going to dump off the ball to him all day. And that just didn't end up happening. You know what's sad? How many weeks did Hunter Renfro score at least eight points, Ben? This many. Zero. Zero. Okay. Was it that bad, bro? Yeah, you couldn't play him. Oh, his highest, that- his highest point game. Was four point seven. Oh my god, that was his height. That's a disaster. All right, yeah, that was a wasted pick right there. If you took Hunter Renfro, it was still better than Fraylon Burks. That's exactly. <laughs> salt in the wound, bro. All right, with an average of one point five points a game. Oh my god, Hunter Renfro finishes the wide receiver one hundred and thirty eight on this. <laughs> That was Traylon Burks worse. That's because Traylon Burks also didn't play like yeah. eight games this season. I can't believe Hunter Renfro did that bad. That's yeah. crazy to me. That's really, really that bad. is because the Raiders. That's not I, like they had a bunch yeah, of receivers. I signed off on you with this. I thought Hunter Renfro was going to do good this year too, like at, at least enough to be a sleeper worthy. But yeah, yeah, no, they that just didn't bad. use him. I did get this next one though. I'm confident in it. So my sleeper number two, Tajay Spears. I oh, I definitely 100. feel like he was worth playing for a few games this year as 100%. What numbers he put up, I'm not exactly sure. I I know he had a couple of pretty good games though. What what are the numbers, man? What are we looking at here? All right. With an average of 6.9 a game. Tajay Spears finishes the running back 35 on the oh, season. Yeah, by far. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he yeah. was really late. Yeah. yeah. Really late in the draft. So I'll, I'll take my win on that yeah. one. And he had a few like really good weeks also. He had a 13 and a 10, a 12, 12, and 18. So he had a few weeks over double digits. And with a guy that late, that that's good. My I had two quarterbacks to close out my sleepers. The first one was Derek Carr. I don't think I got that one right. No, you definitely missed. I, I'd say I'm, that one was. I'm going to look up the numbers just to laugh at you. So yeah, I'd say that one was a miss. Not good. Not good at all. What? What? He was probably higher than you. Dude, you hit it. I, I'm not even joking. I I don't know how. With an average of 17.1 points a game, Derek Carr was the quarterback 15. Which doesn't even make sense. How is that possible? Because he played in more games than those other guys that got 19 points something. That's a game. true. Yeah. I Wow. He was quarterback 15? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess he wasn't even still starting quarterback. Yeah, I don't know if you can consider that a sleeper for quarterback. But that's way higher than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it's close. It's close. A lot closer than I thought it was, for sure. So, maybe, maybe not. I'm not going to quite get myself that one. I am going to give myself this next one, though. 
My last sleeper was Jordan Love. I definitely feel really good about that. I, uh, I need to see the numbers. Yeah, thank you, God. <laughs> I need to see the numbers. All right, Tanner, what do you think? What are you thinking here? Definitely in the got. top ten. I would say he's either eight or nine. Yeah, I, w- I would say the same thing, eight or nine. Eight or nine. With Just an, inside the top ten. With an average points per game of 20.8, Jordan Love was the quarterback five on the team. Dang, bro. Okay. Dang, bro. Yeah, you killed that. Yeah. yeah. He killed him. And Jordan Love was being drafted crazy late in fantasy. Like, with without his whole starting offense for the whole year. Yeah, the whole also. year. Yeah. <laughs> He was so the Bo Hilton. That's a guy to keep your eye out on next year because he's going to be drafted a lot higher next year, but I mean, still probably not as high as he he'll is. be a mid rounder next year. I, uh, he's going to be taken as like quarterback three or four next year. You are going to take him no. as that, and he should be taken it, but he's not going. That's, I don't think he's only going to go behind people like Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Justin Jackson, Herbert, Josh, Josh Allen. That's like, it. He's going to be. Two people will still probably draft Tua above him. Jalen, like I don't, when people see people go off in the playoffs, they typically get bumped up at fantasy the next true. year. So I don't know. It, it'll be interesting to see where he's being drafted. But you definitely can't classify him as a sleeper next year. You can't classify him as a breakout next year either because he already yeah. broke out. Yeah, he already finished top five. So so yeah, you can't you can't go breakout anymore. Okay, Ben, your sleepers are. You your first two you kind of did a combo deal on, Jahan Dotson and Sam Howell sleepers. I think I missed on both of those. Sam, the, I actually the think Sam Howell, Sam Howell, bro. I think he probably finished top twelve. I actually I think, think he, he probably did. did. I would say thirteen or fourteen. All right, with an average of seventeen and a half a game. No, I missed that. Sam Howell was the quarterback thirteen on the season. Oh wow, Ooh, actually very yeah. close. Oh, so. well, well, it's teeter tottering. It's right there. And then Jahan Dawson definitely didn't. I don't know what this dude was doing all season, but he didn't play football. I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't get it. It's as bad as the Trayvon Burton. No. It, <laughs> no. Okay. With, with an average points of 4.8, Jahan Dawson finished as the receiver 61 on the season. So, yeah. Yeah. He didn't uh, get it, but how many weeks did he score at least eight points? One, two, three, four. Four weeks. Okay, well, it's not great, but at least he did it sometimes. Yeah. Okay, your next sleeper, I don't know how you classified him as a sleeper, and I questioned you on it at the time. It was Jordan Addison. I I still don't think he should have been considered a sleeper. His draft position was lower than what we classified the draft positions as, and I know I hit this one, so... This should have been a breakout, which he still would have gotten a breakout, too. He shouldn't have been a sleeper. With an average of 9.8 a game, Jordan Addison was the receiver 21 on the season. Okay. So, so yeah, we'll, that's, we'll yeah. give it to you. I still think this was kind of cheating a little I'm bit. I'm surprised that it's that low. Yeah, I thought it'd I don't, be higher. I don't that. know. I feel like the last, like, eight weeks of the season, he didn't do much. That's kind of what I'm feeling. Yeah, he, he had one game against Cincinnati where they remembered that, oh, yeah, we have this dude on our team. He caught six catches for six targets for 111 yards and two touchdowns. And then they just didn't throw him the ball anymore. So that's, that's pretty much what happened. They're like, oh, we have Justin Jefferson. Let's force feed that dude the ball instead of, you know, throwing it to also Jordan S. Okay. Ben's last sleeper was I hit this one too. Zach Charbonnet. Yep. Definitely hit. Did, did you hit it? Let's see here. So we, what were classes? He did like, good. Was, in he, the game was, he worth, was he worth playing in fantasy? 
That's that's the main question there. Probably not. With an average of 4.8 points a game, he was the running back 49 on the season. So probably not. How many games did he score? Eight points. Mm-hmm. One. Oof. Yep. That was not, does not qualify. Nope. His only game he scored a touchdown in two. Oh, which to fine. be fair, he only had double digit carries in three games. And in those three games, he scored 7.5, 6.2, and 16. Yeah. So you were confident that you got this one too. Then you didn't. I, I honestly didn't even remember who it was. <laughs> okay. I was just throwing it out. There. Okay. This next one, I think of all the sleepers that all of us picked, including me picking Jordan Love. Actually, maybe not. I think I feel like this is just as good on Tanner's part picking this guy as me picking Jordan Love as a sleeper. No. Oh, it wasn't. Jared Goff. Ah, Jared Goff was going as quarterback 20 in the draft. And Tanner picked Jared Goff as a sleeper. I don't think it was as good as the Jordan Love. Jordan, I actually think it was. I think Jordan, he's either... Would you like to take a guess? I'm I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna say seven. Four. I'm gonna guess seven. I'm gonna say four. With an average of twenty point one points a game, Jared Goff was quarterback seven on the solution. Okay, I still get that. That's a great pick. I still that's, get that. You definitely got the sleeper on that one for sure. And at the time, whenever you picked him, I asked you where is he going because I was like, I don't think he's low enough to be considered a sleeper, Tanner. And you said he's going as quarterback twenty, and I was like, oh. I was like, yeah, that you can call you can call call him a sleeper. And I said, I'll tell you one thing, I'll take Jared Goff over Russell Wilson all day, every day. And that we all three agreed. We were like, yeah, we'll take Jared Goff over Russell Wilson. And then Gabe, Even Gabe agree? And did he get mad? Gabe wasn't there for that episode. That was ah. on episode that he was out of town. Heard. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Anyway, but yeah, we, we all thought that we would take Jared Goff ahead of Russell Wilson. We were all correct. Yeah. I don't think anybody any of us saw Jared Goff having as good of a year as I did. did. But I saw the Lions having as good a year they yeah. did. I'll tell you that much. That's true. I did all that. Tanner, I don't. I'm not sure about this one. I don't know if he get the, gets this one or not. We'll see. He had Adam Thielen as his second sleeper. So are we? It, was he worth playing in fantasy football this year? I don't really know. I I don't know much about it. The Panthers were just so bad. It's just it's hard. I do know Bryce Fam. Like Bryce, yeah. with an average points of eight. Point three a game. Adam Thielen finished as the wide receiver thirty on the season. Okay, so he, he I'd give it to him. How many? Yeah. How many times did he get eight? Quite a bit. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, yeah. you got to get yeah. it. He's a sleeper. You got to get yeah. it. He finished it with it over eight, eight times. Okay, you got to give me. Yeah, we're that's giving it to him. Season, yeah, for sure. Yep, that's that qualifies. Hey, he did pretty good. It was quiet. But it it was productive. So his team won one game, but he did good. Hey, so. I don't care. He done good. Tanner deserves to be disqualified from the entire competition or whatever you want to call it, just because of this next one. This was my deal. He had no. He had Tua as a sleeper. I, uh, I don't understand why he did. After Ben had already said Tua as a breakout, because I'm I mixed up this. Okay, we're just gonna skip over that. Well, we already know what Tua did. Tanner's last one was DeAndre Hopkins as a sleeper. I think we all know that that was worth the pick. It was worth that. Although DeAndre Hopkins probably wasn't going low enough in a draft to be considered a sleeper. But your reasoning was the negativity, mm-hmm. all the the media's negativity around him. So I let it slide because there was a lot of negativity around it. With an average of 9.6, DeHop finished as the wide receiver 22 on the season. 
Because I feel like was either right at or a little above where he was being drafted. So yeah, I I agree. I I think he was pretty close to where he was being drafted. So he, eh, I don't know if you want to consider it a sleeper or not. But because of the negativity factor, which Tanner was right about, I'll let it slide. Let us, because a lot of people were really hating on it a lot. He's an old man. Yes, old man. Old man can still play though. He's old as long as you don't play press coverage. <laughs> <laughs> okay so now i've got some trivia for you guys for the, the phone away trivia for the nfl season so uh, all the things i might ask you are just for the 2023 regular season this year answers taylor Swift. no i agree okay so first of all quarterback passing yards for the entire season making sure i got this correct okay i do Tua tungavaloa finished as the number one in passing yards. Dak Prescott finished as the number three in passing yards. Who finished as number two? Hey, let me think about this for a minute. Tua at number one and Dak Prescott at number three. Who's number two? Who wants to go first? This has to be Jordan Love. It has to be. So Ben's answer is Jordan Love. Tanner, who you want to go with? I want to say Jordan Love, too, but for some reason, man, I don't know why. Josh Allen is really sticking out to me right here. It's not. I, but I don't think it's Josh Allen. Okay. so I'm Tanner, probably going to say Jordan Love as well. Probably. Okay. We'll just say Tanner said Josh Allen for the sake of the differences here. Okay. Jordan Love was only number seven. He was pretty far down the list. Okay. Josh Allen was number four. That's so you were close. Number two. You might have to want to take him. We have one more guess. One more guess. Okay. One more guess. Go for it. Let's see. Hang on. Give me 10 seconds. Let me think. 10 seconds. Brock Purdy? No, it wasn't. Let's see what Ben says Brock Purdy. Tanner, who you go? Was it Brock Purdy? I'm trying to run through like all the teams in my head right now. Uh, uh let's go. Matt Stafford. Okay. Brock Purdy was number five. Matthew Stafford was all the way down at number 11. Seriously? Yes. What Matthew the- Stafford, missed he missed some games this year. Was it Jared Goff? Jared Goff, number two. Dang it. Dang it. That, right. He was number two in the NFL in total passing yards. That's crazy. Okay. Obviously, that stat means absolutely nothing. F2 isn't top of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Two a hate isn't sick. Two is going to be him. So, now we're... We're into passing touchdown. Okay, you had him as a breakout. Anyway, go ahead. Passing touchdowns. Dak Prescott is number one. Yeah. Brock Purdy is number three. Who is number two? It's not Jared Goff. I can tell you that. They run the ball way too much at the goal line. Jared Goff was very close, by the way. He was four. Yeah. And the uh, number one was Dak Prescott with 36. Number two was 32. Number three was 31, and Jared Goff was 30. So he was close. Passing touchdown. Give me some answers, boys. Give me some answers. Josh. Sanders says C.J. Stroud. Ben, you say Josh Allen? Yeah. Josh Allen was number five. C.J. Stroud was number 13. Way down. Oh, what? Yes. Probably because of the time he missed. I was thinking the trajectory that he was on. Yeah. Can we have one more guess? Sure. C.J. Stroud had a great touchdown-to-interception ratio, by yeah. the way. Yeah. 23-5 to five for C.J. Stroud. Yeah, he led the league in touchdown-to-interception ratio. Jeez, dude, is it Tua? It better not be Tua. No, it's not Tua. It's not Tua. Tua was five. Tanner, who are you going with? 
It's not Lamar. Because Lamar didn't throw, they didn't throw the ball at us. You're taking too much time. This dude. one's got to be Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford was at number 11. You're in love with Matthew Stafford. <laughs> oh, I am, bro. You thought that dude just pulled uh, out this Okay. Oh, we just talked about this like two weeks ago. Jordan Love was second uh, in the NFL on passing okay. touchdowns. So, yeah, we just talked about that, guys. Yeah. Not that long ago. Okay. Matt Stafford, my neck. Okay. <laughs> All right. Rushing yards for the entire season. Matt Stafford. Russell Wilson. Yeah, it's bro. Where was Russell Wilson, by the way? Okay, I was gonna, I was gonna do that one later, but since you brought him up, I'll just go ahead and break it up now. He would lead all quarterbacks in rushing yards. That's what Gabe said. Yeah, we we even gave him top three, but he said he was gonna lead all. Okay, I'm just gonna phrase it as a question for you boys. Okay. What quarterback in the NFL finished as the number eight rushing quarterback for the season? Russell Wilson. Wilson, number eight. The quarterbacks that he finished behind were Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Josh Dobbs, Taysom Hill, which I whether they're why they're considering him quarterback, but Taysom Hill and Patrick Mahomes was number seven. Russell Wilson was number eight with 341 rushing yards on the season. So that's on the higher end of where, where I expected. Yeah, to go. I'm not going to lie. That's higher than I, I. I was expecting 10 to 12, somewhere in that range. He got eight. So that's more than I thought. I was expecting get. like probably 13, 14. Yes. So some names behind him that I thought would have more than him. Trevor Lawrence, Bryce Young, Kyler Murray, which Kyler Murray only played in eight games. Jordan Love, Love, Dak Prescott, Daniel Jones, because Daniel Jones also got hurt. So, like, all those guys I kind of thought would have more than him, but they didn't end up to. Anyway, but he finished at number eight. So, nowhere close to number one, but maybe not quite as bad as the rest of us thought he was going to do. Anyway. Okay. Back to overall rushing yards. Christian McCaffrey finished as the number one rusher, and Derrick Henry finished as the number two rusher. Really? Yeah. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. I should have asked you guys that one because nobody would have gotten that. Derrick Henry was number two. Who was number three? Number three rusher in the league. Can it be a quarterback? It's not Matt Stafford. It could be a quarterback. It's not Matt Stafford. Okay. It's not Matt Stafford. No. Hmm. Let's see. Number three rusher. Okay. In all seriousness, if Derrick Henry was two, I'm taking Lamar Jackson at three, actually. Okay, Ben. There's someone that we're missing, dude. Yeah, it's, that it's I was just very obvious. Oh uh, shoot, shoot, shoot! Who am I missing? I can't think of it. Christian McCaffrey had an average of five point four carry. Derrick Henry had an average of four point two carry. This person that is crazy. This person had an average of five point zero. Five point zero. Yeah. That legit may be the quietest it, yards per carry. There's no way it's Jameer Gibbs. Is no. It? no. He just didn't get enough carries. I don't know. Five yards a carry. Hurry up, Ben. We're wasting time here. Debo Samuel? No, I'm just kidding. That's <laughs> not an actual. I don't know. Can I just, can I skip? You gotta give me something. All right. We're gonna go with, my mind is completely, Isaiah Pacheco. Okay. Lamar Jackson was not, 
in the top 10. He probably wasn't even in the top 15. Okay. I'll take a shot. Isaiah Pacheco finished as number 18 rusher. So, boy, that's, he didn't even get 1,000 yards on the season. You were both on. There were 12 running backs to finish with 1,000 yards this year. Number three. Josh Jacobs. From the Rams, Kyron Williams. Number three in rushing guards for the entire season. Yep. That's, I knew I was forgetting someone that just that, went off. By the way, number four, James Cook. Where's Devon H.A. actually? Even though he only played like yeah. three games. Raheem Mostert finished as number 10. Okay. A-Chain, 26. So He played in like three games and finished. He definitely had the highest yards per carry. He had 7.8 yards a carry. There was a long time that he was averaging over 10 yards a yeah. carry. That's just uh, insane. Nobody else even has six. There's not a single other player that even got to six. And he his was 7.8. That's just insane. Crazy dude. Yeah. No joke though. Derrick Henry's yards per carry may be the quietest yards per yeah, carry. That's a lot better than I expected. Like yeah. that's the quietest yards per carry I've ever heard. Okay. This is a this is a fascinating list. Okay. Christian McCaffrey finished as number four in rushing touchdowns on the season. Can you all list the first three? David Montgomery. No, he was not. He was tied for fifth. Day. I really thought I had one there. Who are the Who are the three players that finished ahead of Christian McCaffrey in rushing touchdowns this? Year? I would say Jalen Hurts, but they really didn't do the tush push that much this year. Jalen Hurts is one of them. He is. Yes. Okay. Yes. Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey had fourteen touch rushing touchdowns. Jalen Hurts was tied for second with fifteen. Was Lamar in that list? No. No. Okay. Got two more guys. You're missing the number one rushing touchdown leader and the guy tied with Jalen Hurts for number two. Well, Derek's definitely not in this list. Derek Josh Henry, Allen. number seven. Josh Allen was tied with Jalen Hurts for number two. You're missing the number one guy who had a three touchdown lead ahead of Josh Allen, J- J- Jalen Hurts. So a substantial little portion here. This is this is shocking to me. I know who it is. We'll say it. Matthew Stafford. <laughs> <laughs> The leading rusher rushing touchdowns. All right, help me out here. I got the other two. This is a running back. It's not a quarterback, right? Not a quarterback. No, no this is a running back. Isaiah Pacheco? No. No. Isaiah is it the dude from the Rams? I can't remember. Kyron Williams? Yeah, Kyron Williams? No, he was he was tied with Derrick Henry for seven. I don't know. I'm not getting I it. don't think you guys are getting this. I don't think you are. I got two out of three. I'm pretty happy with that. See, I'm gonna give you guys a hint. He was in. He was mentioned in the last segment that we just talked about for rushing yards, and I I mentioned that he was number ten on rushing yards. I'm gonna give you another hint in a second that is going to give it away. I don't remember. And you guys are gonna be blown away. He his teammate had the highest yards per carry this year. Wait, what? His so teammate. His teammate had the highest yards per carry. Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert, number wow. one in rushing touchdowns. What? He had eight. I think that makes sense. He had, he had eight I, in rushing touchdowns. I forgot he had actually an insane season because they were yeah. so focused on Devon A. Chain. Look at what Devon A. Chain did. That Raheem Mostert just quietly had <laughs> an amazing season. That's crazy, man. I mean, holy cow. Okay. So. We're gonna for receiving. I'm gonna go to receptions 
before I go to yards or touchdowns. Okay. She's most catches. CeeDee Lamb was number one. Tyreek Hill, number two. Amon Ross St. Brown was tied with Tyreek Hill for number two. Who was fourth? For catches? Yes. Receptions on the season. Who was fourth? Puka? No. Puka was number nine. AFC or NFC? AFC. AFC? Okay. Yes. Um, on, I'll, I'll, I'll go even more in more detail. A team that did not make the playoffs. They didn't make the did playoffs in the C. Yeah. Okay. This guy played all 17 games. Finished. Diesel? Fin- no. Finished the season with 114 catches. 114. Played all games. 114 catches. Mm, it's not T. Higgins. Let's see. This, re- this reception list, by the way, is fascinating. All right, guys, you all. Michael Pittman? You're not gonna, Michael Pittman was up there, but he's not the guy. Tanner, you were cheating over there, by the way. There's no way you just pulled that out of your butt. Michael Pittman was number five. There's no way you just pulled that out of your butt. I'm not, I'm oh, not I'm cheating, bro. I'm, I'm literally scrolling Instagram. What, what division? You're going to have to. Yeah. There's no way we're guessing. AFC South. AFC South. Okay. So Christian Kirk. I was going to guess Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk is not the answer. Is it his teammate? It is a teammate. Calvin Ridley. No. What? Ingram. Edmund Ingram. In reception. That is the quiet. What? He had 114 catches this year. Insane. Like, what? That's it. I, I, I saw that name on this list and I was like, what? That is just the quietest, like, receiving season I've ever heard of. I'm glad I randomly had Christian Kirk in my head because if I didn't have him, I would have never guessed any players on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I wasn't even thinking Jacksonville. The next Jaguar. The only reason I said Michael Pittman is because he's the literally probably the only receiver I can name on the Colts. The next Jaguars player on this list is number 29, Calvin Ridley. Way down the list. Cal, dude, I thought he would have a better season than that. Yeah. Which look who's quarterback. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, Evan, that blew my mind, man. Evan Ingram, number four. I mean, crazy. Okay. So receiving yards. The top three receiving leaders in yards were Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Who was number four? Division? Or I don't like see NFC. This person had 1,486 yards on the season. NFC. All right. Congress. Don't get it. NFC. That's too easy. Don't get it. Uh, okay. Division. <laughs> uh, give me a couple guesses before I give you the division. Uh, NFC receiving yards behind those top three guys. It wasn't anyone on the Packers because that was just all yeah. way too spread out. Yeah, no, no, nobody close. The Packers not, aren't even like I, no. Yeah, there's no Packers not, players on not here. Not Raw. The first Packers player, by the way, was number forty-two. <laughs> Don't think it's Jordan Addison. Let's see. Definitely wasn't Drake London. Tanner, give me a give me a, a guess real quick, and I'll give you the division. Like yeah. Was this Puka? It's Puka. Puka Nakua. Yeah, Puka Nakua, number four. Then yes. Hey, my dog, bro. Yes, sir. Okay. CD Lamb was number three in receiving touchdowns this season. Tyreek Hill was tied for the lead in receiving touchdowns. Who was he tied with? What? I thought Tyreek Hill had it completely by himself. Who was he tied with? Mike Evans? Mike Evans, Ben Kilt right off the bat. Man, how could that? Okay. 
So this, so now with the receiving touchdown, there are four four players that are tied for fourth. Can you name these guys for receiving touchdowns? For receiving touchdowns, there are four different players that are tied for fourth with ten receiving touchdowns. Is the there a running back in any of this? No. There is one player that is not a, a wide receiver. The others are wide receivers. Okay. Travis Kelsey is the non-receiver. No, no. Travis Kelsey did not have a great season this year. She got Kakwa. <laughs> yes. The non-receiver on the list wasn't George Kittle. Nope. No. There are two yeah. players. Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta. Okay. And I was about to say there are two players from the same team. His teammate is Amon Ra. Amon Ra. Okay. Yep. So you got two more. I got both those. So it's your turn. <laughs> okay. Let's. <laughs> I would have got on these, one of these is kind of tough, and the other is really tough. So, one player from the NFC and one player from the AFC for receiving touchdowns. Yes, Garrett Garrett Wilson just didn't have enough QB help. <laughs> no, he made insane plays, but yeah. he just didn't have enough. This possibly be Stephon Diggs? No, no. Okay, Stephon Diggs was tied for. He was the next rung down. He was tied for eight with one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. There were eleven players tied for eight. <laughs> okay, touchdown such D Hop? No. No. D Hop, no. They can't. He was eighteen, okay. which was one of the people right behind the eight spot. Had to be a high scoring offense. Let's see. Oh, uh, Tank Dell? No. Was there any of the Texans guys? No. Dang it. Oh, yeah, because CJ actually didn't throw that many. Neither of these players made the playoff. Neither one of them Neither made the playoff? No. Or did one of them play for the Vikings? Yes. Jordan Addison? Jordan Addison is one of them. This one can't be Michael. I wanted to say this, but this, this next one is the toughest one. It's not Michael Pittman, is it? No. No, it's an AFC team that didn't make playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you division. Hey, hey, don't. No, don't do that. Okay. We're, we're, we're struggling. No, don't right here. here. I like the struggle. Not really. What? <laughs> All right. Division. <laughs> no. No. Okay. I'm going to give you this hint instead. Oh, deal. No, I'm okay. But it'll basically be the same thing for you. This player is on one of our favorite teams. The, one of the squad's original favorite teams. The original podcast foursome. Cortland Sutton? Cortland Sutton. Wow. Wait. Was tied for fourth. Yeah, wait. With ten receiving touchdowns on the season. Oh yeah, I wouldn't have got that. In a nah. Yeah, I wouldn't have either. Great. He, he wasn't even. He did about the Broncos, bro. He did go on like a seven-week stretch where he looked unstoppable. Yeah, he went crazy there for a little while. That was it. Was it? Was I actually really enjoy doing this. <laughs> so anyway, that's all. Like, I I would go a little bit longer, but oh, we intended on making this a little bit of a shorter episode today. So I think that's pretty much. Unless I see something interesting for the defensive stats here that I want to bring up for you guys. Sack leader. Oh, I, I do want to see sacks because Tanner, one of his no, he wants to see sacks. one of his predictions was that he would that Jeffrey Simmons was gonna lead the NFL in sacks. And I we don't think that we, would happen. We told him so let's take a guess. How what place do you think Jeffrey Simmons finished in as far as sacks? I would here? say between ten to twelve, honestly. I would say in the twenties. Nah, he's not that bad. I would say 10 as well. Okay, so this list here shows the top 46, and he's not on there. Woo! 
Yes. There are, I missed that one. There are a couple of Titans players on here. Who do you think was the leading Titan, Tanner? The Nico Autry. Tanner? The late sack leader on the Titans? Yes. Probably a corner. <laughs> nah. Tier Tart? No. No, it can't be Tier Tart. Can't, it can't be Harold. Well, uh, Harold Landry? Harold Landry was one sack behind the leader. Ah. Oh. The leader was Danico Autry. What? I was going to say, was it Danico? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Nico Autry had 11 and a half sacks this season. Can anybody take a wild guess who led the NFL in sacks this season? Nick Bosa. No. Nick Bosa is not even close. He, Nick Bosa was tied with... I mean, Joey Bosa, not Nick Bosa, sorry. Joey Bosa is not even close either. Really? Nick Bosa was tied with Harold Landry. Yeah, Joey Bosa is even lower than Nick Bosa. I don't know where he's at. He's not even close. Where's Montez Sweat? He was 10. Okay. Tied for 10. The sack leader this year. Come on, guys. You all can get it. It was not Micah Parsons. No. Uh, it was not Micah. Micah was tied for 7. An elite pass rusher. You guys are um, killing me right now. Was it the guy for the Chiefs? No. No, it wasn't him. Chris Jones was also tied with Harold Landry. Apparently, everybody was tied. <laughs> was it Miles Garrett? No, what is going on right now, guys? I can't believe you all. Oh, I was tied for seventh. I'm actually disappointed in myself. What is going on? You guys are going to be so angry at yourselves when you hear this answer. What What are you all doing right now? Hold on. I, I can't work under this pressure. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's um, it's not TJ. No, TJ. TJ Watt was number one. What? Yeah, but... Terrace Pettin last year. He got an injury uh, going into the last week of the season. He missed the very last game. That was okay. the only game he missed. That's the only reason I thought he tore his pet. That's the only reason I didn't even say so. That was last year. So anyway, yeah, DJ Watt, number one. Uh really? he had uh, I knew he had a good season, but I didn't think he had that good season. Yeah, he was number one by two set uh, one and a half stack. What's Who's this? I don't even know this guy's first name. Trey Hendrickson was number two on the Bengals. Oh, he's a he, linebacker. He was tied with Josh Allen from the Jaguars for number two. And Josh Allen's also an outside linebacker. Yeah. So, anyway. That's all the trivia I got for you guys. We're not doing INTs for corners? We can't, but I feel like you all kind of know who's going to be leading those kind of things. I, I'm not really, actually. I, I actually don't, bro. I got one guess. That's that's only one dude that I got. Okay. I mean, I, I know who you're going to guess. Give, I don't even give, know his name, but your... the guy from the Cowboys. I forgot his name already. Tanner, do you know the guy's name from the Cowboys? No, but I do. Deron Bland. I know. Yeah. yeah. He had nine interceptions on the season. And like six of them were pick six. It's insane. Did he lead the league in interceptions? Yes. Okay. He did. And number two was some dude on the Ravens named G. Stone. I don't know who that is. Got no idea. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm normally pretty good about that. But <laughs> Jesse Bates was number three. Rasul Douglas was number four, who the Packers traded to the Bills in the middle of the season because we thought we weren't in playoff contention. Awesome. Way to go, Packers. Yep. Somehow our defense, our corners still ended up doing pretty decent. But all right, I think think we think we're good there. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, I'm trying to figure out actually. Really quick. Is there I did, anything you want me to look up real quick before we end this? I did want to say that the Steelers hired Arthur Smith as their offensive coordinator. Okay, yeah, we need to talk about that. I 
didn't like him as the head coach for the Falcons, I actually think that's a really good fit yeah. for the Steelers. I think he's a great offensive coordinator. Yeah. I, I really do. Especially for what the Steelers have already. They need to yeah. help their offensive line mm-hmm. a lot. But and yeah, I think about Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, the commanders hired Dan not Dan Campbell, uh Dan Quinn as their head coach. Yeah. And they hired Cliff Clink, Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator. Now, I do think this is interesting. Because I think if the the commanders have the number two pick, correct? Yeah. Cliff Kingsbury was like the quarterback coach with USC last year, which was Caleb Williams. Are the commanders trying to make a move for Caleb Williams right here? They better not be. They is that what they're trying to do? Because I, it, why else would hire Cliff Kingsbury? The Sam Howell hate is pissing me. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I've heard so many rumors that the commanders are trying to do that. Like, they're trying to trade up to one. That's what it sounds If they if they, they just hired Cliff Kingsbury as their offensive coordinator, it sounds like they're trying to get Caleb Williams. Because because Drake Mason's stock is really going up. Because Caleb Williams has made it very clear that he's going to be picky about what teams he's going to play for. And if you've got Cliff Kingsbury as your offensive coordinator, he, he's not going to be as picky. He'll be because he, he's used to working with them, so he's going to be like, "Okay, I can deal with this." So it sounds like the Commanders either they're trying to make a move, or they have some intel that's telling them that the Bears are going to pass on Caleb Williams. One of those two things, I think, is what the, I think. There's there's some other stuff going on behind the scenes here. Honestly, dude, I'm not I'm not going to wish ill anybody. I'm not going to wish like. Obviously, I hope the best for the guy. But I had never been more, looking back on like drafts, I have never been more down, not on a player's ability, but like on a mix of their ability, but mostly about their attitude on a player than I have been to Caleb Williams. Like, I just, yeah. this dude, how he's not hurting his own draft stock just blows my mind. Like, I really don't. And, and apparently from everything that I've heard, they could be doing that because they're trying to get Drake May. Because everything that I've heard, dude, Drake May's draft stock is really going up. Like everything that I've read, people are really impressed you, by him. You know what's hilarious? A dude? lot of bot drafts have him going number two. So what's hilarious about the Drake May thing to me with the commanders? My comparison for Drake May to an NFL quarterback literally Sam Howell. is Sam Howell. Literally Sam Howell. Drake May is Sam Howell. Like they're basically the same person. So I love Drake May. You already have Sam Howell. What are you doing? I, I don't understand. Anyway, it's very hey, fascinating to me. Sam Howell can go to the Falcons. I think, yeah. that'd be, I think that'd be a great fit. Get him on a team that actually cares about him. I think that'd be awesome. But unfortunately, he's going to be with the Commanders until his rookie contract's up anyway. So they're not going to get rid of him just because they draft another guy. Yeah. I feel bad for Sam Howell, man. I really, really do. I just... I mean, what are you going to do? Sam Howell to the Jets. Zach Wilson straight up for Sam Howell. Interesting. <laughs> I don't think Zach Wilson's a great mentor for the rookie quarterback either. To be honest with you, I've already made Aaron Rodgers. Okay, fail. so, so I'm trying to. Think I do. Of- I do want to talk about that really quick. We've probably already covered a little bit, but Zach Wilson did indeed make the starting quarterback that the Jets brought in. He did indeed make his life hell for sure. He really did. <laughs> I mean, bone Achilles like. Three plays into the game is pretty bad. It's rough. Zach Wilson had a voodoo doll on the sideline. It's just <laughs> he just took his heel and said, "Snap." <laughs> All right. All right. Another thing I want to mention as far as coach hirings: the Buccaneers hired Liam Cohen 
as their offensive coordinator. He was the offensive coordinator for Kentucky. How do you feel about that, Brandon? I mean, okay, so look, I don't have any ill will toward Liam Cohen for taking like a better job. That makes perfect sense to me. I'm never going to hate on a guy for doing that. Especially if he, he seems like he wants to be involved in the NFL more than college. I don't blame him for that. But what is, how? How did he get that job? How did the Buccaneers offer him this? I don't understand how this happened. So he does great with Kentucky one year with, with Will Levis. Okay. He leaves, goes to the Rams as an offensive coordinator. That year, the Rams have are injury riddled and they go from winning the Super Bowl to missing the playoffs by a large portion. They do terrible that year. Okay. Mm-hmm. He, he leaves the Rams, comes back to Kentucky for one season, has a terrible matchup with his quarterback. They don't pair up well at all. They don't have a good season again this year. They don't, the, the Kentucky does not do well offensively this year. Actually does very bad offensively. Okay. For one year. Then immediately after a bad season with the Rams, then a bad season with Kentucky, he's getting an offensive coordinator job with the Buccaneers. How does the, how? How does he get that job offer? What are, what are we doing? Like, I understand that, like, I always anticipated Liam Cohen leaving for the NFL again, but not after a bad season with Kentucky. I anticipated him having to give us at least one good season before he leaves, and he didn't. So what the heck happened? How... Well, I don't understand. I, I, look, I believe in Liam Cohen. I think he's going to do a good job, but I don't understand how he got that job offer after the, what's happened with him the past two years. The past two years, it's not gone well for him, but he's still getting, he's still got a good job offer. I, I don't understand. It doesn't make any sense to me. Speaking of interesting, strange job offers and job acceptances, the Packers hired their defensive coordinator and they hired the head coach from Boston College. Boston College's head coach. I he, he remember you saying that he didn't get fired. He didn't get fired. He just he literally was the head coach of Boston College and just left to become the defensive coordinator for the Packers. I mean, it's very fascinating. I can't blame him. Boston College. So, so here's here's what I think went of the thought process. Everything that I've heard from this guy, he sounds like he enjoys the NFL the NFL game way more than the college game. His he has way more experience with the NFL game than the college game, and. From what I've heard, he wants to focus on coaching football more than anything else. And he said that being the head coach of a college football team, you are the general manager. You are everything. He's like, you're having to manage everything. He's like, I just want to coach football, man. Like, that's what, that's what I, want. I want to coach football. That's all I want to do. Yeah. In college football, you got to pay attention to building the roster. You got to do recruiting. You got to worry about the transfer portal. You got to worry about, worry about NIL deals. You got to worry about all this kind of stuff. Now he just gets to be a defensive coordinator and coach football to football guys. So I it kind of makes sense. And it is it is a strange thing when somebody looks at it from the outside, but hearing him talk about it, it makes perfect sense. So I am excited for this guy. His his general philosophy is completely opposite of Joe Barry. This guy's philosophy is he likes to do press man a lot. And I'll hear him talking about it. he's like, look. He's like, I understand I got to switch it up from time to time. I'm not always going to be able to play press man. He's like, but generally, I believe in press man above all else. He's like, but I I understand I got to switch it up. He's like, I also believe in one high safety a lot of time. He's like, I want to play press man. I want to play one high safety. I want to be aggressive. He's like, I understand I got to switch it up from time to time, but that's what I want to do. Like, that's what what we're planning for. That's what we're going to coach for. We're going to switch it up when we need to, but that's what we're going to go for. And I love that. Please, if we do, we're going to get burned. 
Okay, we're going to give up some big touchdowns doing that, but it's worth it. I was actually about to say the Justin Jefferson-Jair battle is about to be insane. Yes. Justin Jefferson's not going to be on the Vikings next year, so. Yeah, maybe not. Probably not. It's coming to the side. Where's Justin Jefferson going to go? Is he going to go, he's going to reunite with Joe Burrow, Joe Burrow, be on the Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. They just get rid of T. Higgins. Yeah. They just have Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson. Hey, they're already doing, they're already doing commercials together, so. So, so, anyway. I'm excited about that hire for the Packers. I think it's a good fit. But anyway, we will talk to you guys on Wednesday. Wednesday, we are going to do bowl predictions for the Super Bowl, and we're going to do prop bets. We're going to find some weird stuff to bet on, interesting things to bet on, whatever. We're going to find all kinds of stuff to bet on. Are there bowl predictions for the Super Bowl? There can be bowl predictions for the Super Bowl. You could say Patrick Mahomes throws for 500 yards if you want to. That'd be bold. You could say Isaiah Pacheco has overtime. Triple that would be really bold. (laughs) Isaiah Pacheco has three rushing touchdowns. I mean, you you could come up, you could say some bold things like that for sure. You could say Brock Purdy goes 20 for 20 to start the game. That'd be bold. That'd be really bold. If he went 20 for 20 to start the game, that would definitely be a 30 for 30. (laughs) 